This is a special episode of the podcast. We have a couple of guests who directly impact members and their families throughout the Air Force. Today, I sit down with the commander of Air Mobility Command, General Jacqueline Van Ovost, and the command chief of Air Mobility Command, Chief Master Sergeant Brian Kruselnik. I'm your host, Senior Master Sergeant Dave Taglaferro, and this is the Team Charleston Family Readiness Podcast. General Van Ovos is the commander, Air Mobility Command, and the command serves as the U.S. Transportation Command's air component, executing the air mobility mission in support of the Joint Force, Allies, and Partners with a fleet of nearly 1,100 aircraft. The command provides rapid global mobility from more than 100 locations worldwide. There are nearly 107,000 active duty, Air National Guard, Air Force Reserve, airmen, and civilians that comprise the Air Mobility Total Force. Now, Chief Master Sergeant Kruselnik is General Van Ovo's Principal Senior Enlisted Advisor. He counsels on the effective employment of those 107,000 Total Force Airmen. He assures the Commander's intent is understood and executed through forming a connection between individuals, team members, and the Command based on dignity and respect, focusing on inclusion, readiness, resiliency, training, growth, and utilization. So today's episode picks up in the middle of a conversation the Chief and I were having about the importance of families. And then the general joins us a little bit further around the eight-minute mark. So let's welcome to the show today, General Van Ovos and Chief Kruselnik. Welcome to the show, Chief Master Sergeant Kruselnik. General Van Ovos will be sitting down with us here shortly, but before she arrives, I want to talk about deployment readiness, and then we'll continue with it after she joins us. Over your career, I'm sure you've seen how we care for families change dramatically, and especially now, given the current COVID operating environment, we have to really focus on that that much more. And if you're worried about what problems your spouse or children may be experiencing back at home, you're probably going to have a tough time concentrating on the task at hand, which is exactly why we've got to get the family piece right. So with that being said, what things have changed during your tenure when it comes to taking care of families, and what advice do you have for units and organizations? You know, we don't reach out to a spouse until somebody's deploying. Yes. Right? And because we do that, there's a level of comfort that that spouse may or may not have with the people that are trying to care for them in the absence of, of their husband or wife. And that's what becomes uh, pretty challenging. Amherst Family Readiness Center has, has outstanding programs for deployed members from child care to meals to maybe, and obviously COVID kind of, made it a little bit more challenging but they're still pushing out some great programs that that's great as long as the family felt the love connection and belonging before the point of which you're gone for six months four months a year whatever your deployment is so i feel like that's that's where we need to start and that's where maybe maybe we might have atrophied a little bit of our muscles right and we always want to be doing the good thing and and you know life gets away from us sometimes and there's a lot of mission happening out there and we got a lot of things on our plate but some things need to be at the forefront and i think in amc's perspective you know caring for our, our airmen and their families is the forefront my my boss general van ovos kind of rolled out our command priorities i don't say commander priorities because then, then it makes it sound like there's only one person responsible for them <laughs> <laughs> that would be the commander their command re- priorities which means we all everybody have a level of responsibility for them and she recently rolled those out and one of those based off of what we call organized training equipped so that's pretty much everyday business Mm -hmm. and then kind of war fighting which plays right into what we're talking about 
And the two main areas, the two of the four priorities, and there's only four, the top two would be develop the force and then advance war fighting capability. But I won't focus on developing the force because that's where this conversation is right now. And in developing the force is making sure that we are caring for the families just as much as the members. So we, we have to be aggressive, right? We have to be aggressive with making sure that we're taking care of people. And I would say, I like to say, don't be, don't be patient, be persistent. Okay. Right? So I come to you once and you're like, well, you know, I don't feel like talking about that or, you know, my, my spouse isn't really into that. So I come right. back. I go, okay, that's fine. But I'm going to come back and talk to you tomorrow. I'll come back tomorrow. I'll be like, listen, man, I, I want to make sure that your lawn gets cut. I want to make sure if something breaks, like your car while, while you're gone, we can take care of your spouse. This is why I'm asking. I'm not asking to put her on a mailing list. And, right. You know, we're not going to be intrusive. We're going to be supportive. And then maybe I'm starting to wear you down a little bit. And then. By the third day, I come back again. And now you're like, you know what? All right, fine. fine. <laughs> I give in. Well, I give in. So we'll say, hey, you know, before we have a, a big deployment phase, how about we just do something socially with the spouses? Informal, non-abrasive, bowling, whatever it may be, you know, potluck, bring the families by. And all of a sudden, they're starting to meet some other spouses. Right. And now we're building connective tissue but you know what we did we started with curiosity and curiosity gives opportunity to connectiveness so i started asking some questions feeding you some information mm -hmm. Th that went along the lines of giving you opportunity that opportunity a potluck something like that they gave us the ability to connect and now once you deploy you know we, we have your family taken care of you feel good about it so you can go be a war fighter right and your family is comfortable in your absence because they know they're going to be cared for. As a family, we're going to wrap our arms around that person. Right? It's, it's not some stranger all of a sudden calling them out of the blue yeah. two months into a deployment yeah. asking how they're doing. It, it, exactly. And what are they going to say? Fine. Right. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Hang yes. up. That's and exactly. by the way, that their sink is stocked up. And, you know, the, the tire is low on the car and the garage door don't open. And they are struggling because... In a COVID environment, they're teaching three kids at three different levels of school now. They become the principal and, and the mentor and the teacher all at one time, and they are 100% overwhelmed. Right. And they're not aware that they're afforded free childcare every yes. month. They don't know that they can get an oil change for free. Exactly. They don't know these things. Or, depending on their community, maybe somebody in that community has been a tutor or something along those lines, yes. right? And they kind of reach out and say, you know, staff, staff sergeant such and such or lieutenant such and such spouse in a prior base in a prior life was a substitute teacher or a tutor for math. If you were really struggling, they are more than willing to come over for an hour or so or, or how much interval mm -hmm. time that you need to try to help you through that. So that sense of community and the Military and Family Readiness Center, along with some of the programs they have in it, such as the sponsorship, such as the key spouse program, such as personal work life, all drive towards connecting those families with the resources and other families. So, so we went back to, we can even go back to information flow, right? We kind of talked okay. a little bit about in light of, of me not showing you how it affects you, you're going to search for information. Well, all mm -hmm. spouses are the same way. Yes. Right? They're going to go online and they're going to try to search for stuff, but maybe not necessarily having some of the military background that some of us have or years of experience and might go down a different way that doesn't exactly line up with what's current and accurate at that time. It becomes very frustrating, leads more to more questions overall, right? So at the end of the day, 
the, the more that, that we can interact and the more that we can keep an open lines of communication and, and bring people into the fold of, of being caring about them and, and having them have that family atmosphere and know that they're cared about, that is key. All right, we are now joined by General Van Ovos, the commander of Air Mobility Command. And ma'am, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks. This is, uh, this is great. We're really thrilled to have you on. And the chief and I were just talking about how we can better care for families while their loved ones are deployed. Because when you're deployed, if there's something happening back at home, it's only natural that you're going to be concerned about that. Your mind won't be on the mission, projecting that air power. Yeah, you know, when you're, when you're concerned about what's going on at home, you're definitely split-timing your mind, the mission and family. And how wonderful would it be that while things are going on at home, you actually call back and you found out that your spouse has been contacting another key spouse or has been talking to the Ameren and Family Readiness Center already and, and is getting some help. In other words, that your spouse feels trusted enough to reach out even before your normal call every other day <laughs> to him or her to try to get some of the services. And that comes from a foundation, a culture of caring within the unit that they're in. As that matters, preparation prior to departure on who you can call and actually meeting these people ahead of time before you go <laughs> and not you know feeling like, because frankly, when I was younger and my husband and I felt like, well, we don't need any help because we're young and Whatever it is, we can get it ourselves. But, but then you lose out on the connectivity, you lose out on the information flow as well if you're yes. no, you don't stay consistently uh, connected with the squadron mates. Because who knows, you know, uh, the, the situation of the deployment may change. And frankly, the, all the families uh, might decide to get together and you're, you're not on that chain. So a consistent contact in the squadron a loving contact uh, is developed out of a culture, that leadership culture that says, hey, you guys can call anytime. And the outreach that occurs on a periodic basis by the team is also really very welcome. We always hear that there's an open door policy. The commander will say that, the first sergeant will say that, but still in the back of maybe the member's mind and then ultimately the spouse's mind, it's like, oh, is that, is that really true? Yeah, you know, when you don't have that relationship ahead of time, and, and you feel almost like you're, it's a drag, like, well, they don't want to hear from them. They're, they're so busy. There's so much going on. Why would I want to call and disturb that? I'll just keep to myself, yes. right? And that's why they have to have this relationship before the spouse departs, because then they'll know that truly that there is an open door policy and that, frankly, the supervisors want you to call. Uh, and that And when you call, in and your supervisor says, you know, hello, Joey, I'm so glad you called. I've been thinking about you, right? That gives you that very positive feeling. Like, you know what? I made the right decision to call. And now I'm about to tell you that I'm having a problem with my pay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I just, I just like to add, you know, for those young spouses out there, for really any spouse, you know, there, there's a level of privacy that you always want to maintain, right? And you might feel uncomfortable with that, but just know we are here for you. And I'll tell you, my spouse was very hesitant about expect, uh, accepting any help initially you know she just she was tough right okay. i'm tough so i got this and and we were getting overwhelmed with pcs's and I de i've deployed so much and tdy so much and we were receiving household goods and uh she's just trying to shoulder it herself and, and through the years it took her a little bit of time but now she's like 
I'm, is anybody willing to help? I'm like, I'll take anybody. Like, can you drive? Like, anything, anybody get over here would be outstanding. And she's just learned that, that that's the military family. Here's the other thing that, uh, Chief, that other people want to feel like they're a blessing to these families. And so when they and, they, and they earnestly say, you know what, I have a half a day on Saturday. I'd, I'd love to help you move or I'd love to, you know, to mow your lawn or to wash your car. Or did you say you had some issues with your appliances? And they want, you know, they want to bless somebody and they want to feel blessed. And frankly, as someone would say, you, you're robbing them of your blessing by, <laughs> by not answering that call, right? Yes, by yes, saying ma'am. no. So, yeah. And I think supervisors, commanders, first sergeants, chiefs, I mean, you're, you're all part of that, right? I mean, the boss, even when I, when I was TDY, the boss has offered her husband and herself to come help my wife in certain things. And, you know, I mean, that, that four-star general, man. All right, right, right. AMC right. commander. So. I didn't say I'd be good at it. I just said <laughs> yeah. try. It's the thought that counts, right? It's yes. a for effort. So I'm here to tell you, if a four-star general has the bandwidth to be able to offer that, and I don't think she had the bandwidth, you know, any, everybody has the bandwidth to be able to reach out and help people, so... That's that's great, and that I I think this sounds almost like uh, expectations that I'm hearing from from both of you about what you have expectation wise for families. Is there any other expectations you might have for airmen and specifically their families? You know, I saw I'm, I'm not going to dictate, right? <laughs> <laughs> but when it talks about, when we talk about family unit, like a family is inseparable from the unit culture. I mean it. You know, when you're a, a member of a private organization, you you, you know the, the, the history of that private organization, the type of people that work there, and there is a, a culture there. Well, we have a culture in the military of taking care of each other. Family and the unit are inseparable. Our airmen are part of an extended family inside our unit. It is, you know, it is a request to stay connected to the unit. Now, in some areas, it's very easy to do because we're in bases that are far away from large pieces of civilization, and you get a very tight-knit unit. Yes. Uh, like at Altus, Oklahoma, a very tight-knit unit. People love to go there because they stay tight on the base. But here at Charleston, there's so much to do, and not many people live on the base. It's easier to just leave your work at work yes. and then go home and be separate. But you're kind of robbing your family of the blessings of being part of the military and being part of the of the community here on the joint base. And so I would just say, hey, don't, you know, you're only here for a certain period of time. You know, really plug in and enjoy what Charleston has to offer and learning about what the, what the facilities and the capabilities here are the base, whether it's ITT or the sports things that are going on. You know, don't just think that because you live 30 minutes away that you cannot be part of this base because they want you to be part of it. I always, when I think expectations, I'm not a big fan of the word necessarily. I'm, I like the word intent a little bit okay. more, right? I, I feel like I give you expectations, but then I kind of tell you how to do it. And, and I'd much rather see what the effect is, right? So what's the effect? I think the effect that we'd like to have is connection between our family members and the unit and have them feel warm and welcome no matter where they're at because they know they're part of something. And that something's very important, and it's loving, and it's caring, and I think that's our intent. And however that works for you, right? You have to make it work within your life. As the boss said, a lot of people live off base now. The days of hitting the E club or the O club, and and you know having all these hundreds of people there hanging out to all sorts of hours, it's probably gone. I would I would say, you know, but but maybe the time of we're in COVID right now, so maybe that's a little social over Zoom where everybody kind of has their little drink of their preference. <laughs> I've, I've seen my wife doing those, yeah, those Zoom right? socials. And, and, and Zoom socials, yes. right? It's a thing. It's really a thing. They don't look quite as fun, though. No, they're, they're probably not as quite as fun. But within the within the constraints of what we have, it, it meets the intent. Yes. And that intent is that connectivity and that's that and, and being social. Or 
you know, maybe we do mask up. We have we have a larger venue where we can separate a little bit, and, and we just have fun with each other. And, and you know, that's at a time that that's conducive for everybody or the majority of people. But but I find that if you build it, they will come. Right along those same lines. If we do build it, I have still discovered that it is difficult to get Ray Liotta <laughs> to walk out of that cornfield yeah. and partake in some of our events that we have at the Military and Family Readiness Center. What can leaders do all the way, if squadron, unit leaders, what can they do to help encourage families? And why is that important that squadron and unit leadership does do that to come to those events? Yeah, th- this is absolutely part of building the culture within the unit. Because I just, again, family and unit, is, are, they're inseparable. And if we cannot gather together and enjoy and, and talk to one another, then you're missing a big part of what we're doing here in the military. You know, you, you talk about, you know, commander intent, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what is it we intend to do? Well, you know, having the relationships early on, like when the chief talked about the sponsorship program, making sure people are plugged in early on, so they can feel trusted. So when they come in and talk about something that they feel like they're being heard is a key, key thing. And especially if you're going to turn around and deploy and leave your family here for a short period of time, it's, it's really incumbent upon the member to make sure that they're plugged into the information network, whether it be a key spouse network, family readiness center, and, and frankly plan with their family ahead of time. If you're going to be gone for three months, Look at the Family Readiness Center schedule. There's going to be the spaghetti dinners. There's going to be this, that, and the other. And actually, you know, plan for the family and say, hey, there, here's some really good touch points for you in, in, in the squadron. And then for your squadron mate who's still going to be here, say, hey, my family plans on going to these things. Let's just make sure, you know, hey, can you check on them? Yes. Right? Uh, and so setting that expectation. And then certainly, again, the, you know, it, it, it takes a little bit of courage, especially, you know, if you're like Kareen, you know, BK's wife who doesn't want, you know, doesn't feels like I can do this myself. It takes a little bit of courage to pick up the phone and call yes. and say that you need something. And you may have to recognize everybody's introverts, extroverts, but we're all human. Frankly, we all do want people to actually call on us yes. <laughs> and, and find out how we're doing. We're social creatures. I right, think. Yes. right. And, and even now it's worse in COVID, but it, it, it's still a perpetual problem to maintain being plugged in at all times you got to build it more than once yeah. right i mean you build it once three people show up you get frustrated you never do the it persistence again. you mentioned the persistence right don't be patient be persistent so you know you do it once three people show up and they have a blast and they and that now they're telling people like oh did you go to this event you know we added x squadron it was awesome the food was good and blah 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 and they're like what what event right, right. And now all of a sudden you do it again and and you have something that's consistent that people can count on and they know they put it on their calendars now and they keep showing up and then all of a sudden you're building momentum, right? It's all about inertia. But it's gotta start, right? Inertia has to start. Definitely. I, I'm not a scientist, the boss is way smart on this <laughs> stuff, but I think it has to start somehow. But once it starts, then you keep it going. That momentum. The definitely. momentum piece, you're gonna keep it going. So, you know, you just gotta get over the force it takes to start inertia. And and sometimes that's difficult and that takes persistence, right? And that's why why you gotta keep doing that. But you know, I think the boss is spot on to have that in, to kind of get over that that courage or have the courage to say you know what i need help that that's courage yes. i need help not saying i yes. don't need help right and coming forward and then obviously accepting it right 
Thank you so much, both of you, for coming on to the podcast today. Uh, I'm thrilled about it. I know the families are thrilled about this. Before we sign off, do you have any parting words for the Charleston families and families in the Air Force in general? Well, I can say, you know, um, families are the key to our readiness. Families are the key to our fun. Um, families are the reason we stay in our Air Force um, because we are a tight-knit group. And so the, the family unit itself is representative of what we do. Uh, and I am so proud of our airmen and their families for what they're doing, for the sacrifices they're making every day to support our nation. Uh, and there's no one else I'd rather be in, in this business with than our Air Force families. Yes, ma'am. I mean, we talked about this earlier. You recruit the person, you retain the family, right? So that quality of life and quality of service that we give people is highly important. And, and I, I feel like that's our command team's responsibility to shoulder that and, and make sure that, that we have that kind of culture and, and really just to echo the boss a thank you right I, I thank everybody for for their service and sacrifice you you don a uniform and and our family support us in doing that every single day for people that we're never going to meet yes right you crush the mission and you get after it every day for people you're never ever going to meet that's noble if you google noble you'll see things like service excellence integrity seriously do it those, those right? sound familiar those sound familiar to you that's noble so what we do by definition, is noble. So I, I say thank you to all of them because I don't think there's very many people that have the opportunity to look them in the eyes and shake their hand and thank that family unit for doing what they do to make sure that they have a better life for not only generations here today but those that come after. On behalf of all of our AMC family, say I love you. Never miss an opportunity to tell someone that you care about them because that's an opportunity lost that you never get back and, and you'll, you'll leave with regret. I don't care if you saw someone 10 minutes, 10 hours, 10 years ago. Please take that time to reach out to someone and say you're important to me because that's important to do. And, and that's, that's our intent is that we do that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Today, we discovered that family is inseparable from a unit. We have a culture in the military of taking care of each other. And every one of us is part of a connected family, including our spouses and children. General Van Ovis would like families to stay in touch with the unit. Sure, it may be easy and comfortable in some locations to disconnect from the base, but still, then you aren't able to enjoy the benefits that come along with being a part of a broader military community. Connectedness can enhance a family's quality of life and readiness, and it all starts well before deployment. So check back for new episodes, as myself and other Charleston Military and Family Readiness team members discuss topics that directly impact you and your family. Some of these topics include finances, resiliency, school liaison, exceptional family member program, and many, many more. If you like the show and you want to learn more, subscribe to the Team Charleston Family Readiness Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. The views expressed in this episode or any references about a specific commercial product, process, or service or the use of any trade firm or corporation name is for the public's information and convenience and does not constitute an endorsement, recommendation, or favoring by the U.S. Air Force.